This is the Deeper Christian Podcast, the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. Can you believe it's already episode number 30? This has been an exciting journey, and thank you for joining me on it. I'm Nathan Johnson, and today I want to talk about what is your obsession? Let's dive in. So here's a question for you. What are you obsessed with? To answer that question, I actually want to read you a quote from one of my all-time favorite people in Christian history, Oswald Chambers. Listen to what he says. He says, quote, Are you obsessed by something? You will probably say, well, no, by nothing. But all of us are obsessed by something. Usually it's by ourselves or, if we are Christians, by our own experience of the Christian life. But the psalmist says that we are to be obsessed by God. The abiding awareness of the Christian life is to be God himself, not just thoughts about him. The total being of our life inside and out is to be absolutely obsessed by the presence of God. A child's awareness is so absorbed in his mother that although he is not consciously thinking of her, well, when a problem arises, the abiding relationship is that with the mother. In the same way, We are to live and move and have our being in God, according to Acts 17, 28. Looking at everything in relationship to him, because our abiding awareness of him continually pushes itself to the forefront of our lives. Chambers continues by saying this, If we are obsessed by God, nothing else can get into our lives. Not concerns, not tribulation, not worries. And now we understand why our Lord so emphasized the sin of worrying. How can we dare to be so absolutely unbelieving when God totally surrounds us? To be obsessed by God is to have an effective barricade against all the assaults of the enemy. I love what Chambers says. He says, are you obsessed? Are, is, what is the driving thing? What is the thing that wakes you up in the morning? What's the focus upon your mind? You realize that if you're obsessed by God, nothing else can distract you. Hey, fear, not worry, not concern. You can literally live triumphant in Jesus Christ when you're obsessed by him. Now, let me give you a rather cheesy illustration of this idea of obsession. Several years ago, in fact, many, many, many years ago, um, I was working in Tennessee with this wonderful, cute, older couple. And they asked me one night, they said, Nathan, hey, have you ever watched this television series? Now, I admit, I'm Oh, I'm intrigued by this idea of this television series. It's this adventure, thrilling, you know, on the edge of your seat, plot twists all over the place. I love that kind of stuff. But they asked me the question, hey, have you seen this? And I said, well, no, and I probably shouldn't because I know if I started watching it, oh, I'd probably just indulge. And they said, here, here's here's season one if you're interested. And so I took this television series called 24 Home. Now, 24 is this, you know, almost like a live enactment of walking through someone's life for 24 hours. So for 24 episodes, you literally walk in real time through someone's life. And there's all these crazy plot twists and just adventure, crazy, you know, uh, terrorist kind of attack kind of stuff. And the main character, Jack Bauer, every single episode is in this life or death scenario. Now, it was interesting. I got home that night, never seen it, but I put the first disc in my DVD player And I just, I sat there and while I was watching dinner, just kind of ate a little bit and was watching the first episode. And I admit, I was intrigued. In fact, 
I was rather hooked. The moment the episode got over, I immediately started episode number two. And before I knew it, it's about two in the morning and I had already passed disc one and two of the first season. Well, that whole next day, I, I found myself driving a little bit faster to work. I was getting through my job and as soon as I got done, I, I got home just a little bit faster than I probably should have. And uh, the reason being is because, oh, I was just constantly asking the question, how's Jack going to get out of this situation? What is he going to do? Oh, how is he going to deal with this problem? And and I was becoming obsessed. With only in a matter of a couple of weeks, I'd already gone through season six and I was obsessed. Now, that's a cheesy illustration of what probably shouldn't be doing. But let us use that in this discussion. What if I could be that way with Jesus? See, what if I could be just so soaked and saturated that I would pursue Jesus with that level of intensity? See, what if our entire life could be focused and built around Jesus Christ? What if Jesus could be the sole word upon our lips, the thought upon our minds, the delight of our hearts, the ache of our soul, the tune of our song, the drive of our life? What if he was the focus of our eye, the excitement of our day, the depth of our being, our number one focus, our only drive, our one consuming passion, our turn on, the beat of our heart, the flow of our life, and the very source of how we lived. In short, what if we desired nothing but him? See, what if our obsession could be Jesus and Jesus alone? See, what if the first thought upon our minds when we woke up in the morning was, wow, I get to spend the whole day with Jesus. Oh, I just long to get into his word. I just want to, oh, I just want to spend time in prayer. Why? Because it's all about a person. And I want to build my life around him. See, what are you obsessed with? Is it, are you obsessed with work? Are you obsessed with video games or television or movies? Or See, all of us are drawn to something. See, if I was to look at how you spent your money and how you spent your time and what you talked about, what would I hear? See, what would be the impression that I left with? Because how we spend our time, how we spend our money, and what we talk about shows what we most value. See, what do you most value in your life? Is it Jesus? In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus gives this incredible parable. Listen to this. This is verses 44 through 45. Jesus says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he has found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and he bought it. See, Jesus is that treasure in a field. He is that pearl of great price. Here's the question. When you realize that everything focuses on Jesus, are you willing to give up all to embrace him? Are you willing to give up all and sell all that you have to buy that one single treasure, which is Jesus Christ? See, if you find the pearl of great price, would you be willing to give up everything to embrace it? See, Jesus is worth far more than golden rubies. He's worth far more than the richest of riches. Are you willing to give up all that you have to embrace the one who is See, he is everything, or at least he should be in your life. See, Christianity is built around one single thing, and his name is Jesus Christ. Are you willing to give up all to have him? 
I love the passage in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17. It says, rejoice always. And the word always in the Greek, by the way, means always. That you are to rejoice always. There's never, there never should be a moment where you're not rejoicing. And then here's verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Now, of course, we hear that, and I've said this before, but we hear that and we think so oftentimes like, well, how is that possible? How can I pray without ceasing? All right, I'll just mumble under my breath, Jesus, 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 Jesus. But see, the focus of the passage is, wow, would you get wrapped up in the person? See, if the outside God has come to be inside through the infilling of the Holy Spirit, why don't you talk to him all throughout the day? See, this idea of praying without ceasing is bespeaking of intimacy and relationship. See, if he lives inside of my life, why don't I commune and talk with him all throughout the day? See, what would it look like if I truly was obsessed with Jesus? See, wouldn't I want to talk with him all throughout the day? Wouldn't I want to spend time in his word? There's this funny illustration that uh, here's this man. He walks up to you and says, hey, I'm a sports fanatic. Now, of course, you would ask him the question, well, what's your favorite sport or what do you like to play? Now, could you imagine he looks at you and says, well, I actually don't play any of them, and I, I really don't care to watch. You'd say, well, <laughs> what's your favorite team? He's like, well, I really don't have one. Well, you know, hey, Super Bowl, right, what, what team do you want to win in the Super Bowl? And he goes, well, actually, I'm not going to even watch the thing. Now, you would look at him and say, buddy, I, I hate to break this to you, but I don't think you're a sports fanatic. Likewise, could you imagine this man walks up to you and says, hey, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. And so you'd say, hey, uh, How's your intimacy with Jesus? What what are you learning in the word? And how how is God changing your life? And he says, well, (laughs) I don't spend time in the word. And yeah, I I don't pray at all. And I don't care about evangelism. And I don't see, wouldn't you look at the guy and say, I mean, I'm sorry, buddy, but you just don't sound like a Christian. Now I understand Christianity is not a bunch or a list of things to do and don't. Hey, I, I get that Christianity is not just proven it out by, do I read the Bible and do I spend time in prayer? But you realize that if I'm obsessed with Jesus, if I'm just spending my entire life going after him, see what could keep me away from spending time in prayer? What could keep me away from, you know, getting into the word and and, and, and just seeking intimacy with him through the written word. If I could remind you, John 17, three, Jesus says this, this is eternal life. And haven't you always wondered, oh, wow, what, what is eternal life? Jesus says, hey, this is eternal life. Let me explain this to you. This is eternal life that they might know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. And that word there for know isn't just I know something factually or through information and data. See, the word there for know is to know something through experience or relationship. See, the dynamic of the of the Christian life is, hey, not do you know about Jesus, but wow, do you know him? Are you caught up in intimacy and relationship with him? Perhaps if I could ask the question this way, are you obsessed with Jesus? Light Chamber said, we are all obsessed by something. We are to be obsessed with Jesus alone, not with some experience, not with some past thing, not not with just some, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with, you know, television or success or my work or what if I truly was obsessed with Jesus? How would that change how I lived? How would that change how I how I talked? How would that change how I faced temptation? See, if he was constantly the vision, the focus, the center of my life, 
what would that change? Perhaps better put, what would that change in your life if you were obsessed with Jesus? See, we're all, we are going to be obsessed with something. In fact, I would argue God made us for obsession. See, he made us to desire and crave and be obsessed with something. The question is not, are you going to be obsessed? The question is, what are you going to be obsessed with? Or whom are you going to be obsessed with? Could I encourage you, what would it look like if your whole life revolved around Jesus? What would it look like if you truly built your life around Jesus Christ? That's what I want for you. In the last episode, we started a new segment of this podcast. And as I mentioned previously, I have the privilege of being a producer for the Bravehearted Voices podcast that Bravehearted Christian produces every single week. And every single week, we release a new sermon from one of the great legends of yesteryear. And we're basically just walking through some of the great articulations of truth that we have captured on audio. So I wish we had some stuff from like Whitfield and Wesley and and Spurgeon and some of those Moody and some of these great people that we don't have audios for. But we're taking the audios we do have and basically saying, hey, these are some great articulations of truth from yesteryear. So last time we started the segment where I'm playing a piece of the previous week's sermon. So again, this is merely an encouragement to resource you and give you an opportunity to hear a piece of that sermon. And then if you like it, I would encourage you to go listen to the full-length sermon. So I want to play you a short clip from Art Cat's sermon called Man's Petty Kingdom. Take a listen. I can't think of a heavier imperative for the church of Jesus Christ in the earth today than the incarnation of God in them, the mystery of God, which is his deity, his heavenly glory revealed through flesh. That's much more than being correct, scripturally sound, and respectable. It's a glory. The phenomenon is a glory. And no man has seen God at any time. But the only unique begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath revealed Him. God will not do anything outside His Son. I want to tell you that. If your movement is not in His Son, and His Son is not in your movement, you shall be outside the holy end-time purposes of God. You may make a sound, you may have your activity and your programs, but it counts for nothing that is eternal. Only the Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, not in tradition, not in respectability, not in human wisdom and devices and programs and methodologies, but in the bosom of the Father, in the heavenly place, He shall reveal Him. My Jewish life was confronted and stopped short when I beheld in a simple Gentile girl whom I should have disdained and utterly cast aside as not worthy of my attention the light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people Israel in her simplicity and in her transparency God was in her face and the word it says in the 14th verse became flesh 
human and incarnate and tabernacled, fixed his tent and lived a while among us and we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty, such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father, full of grace and truth. Now, if you enjoyed that clip, I would encourage you to check out the full-length sermon by Art Katz. Again, the sermon is called Man's Petty Kingdom, and you can find a direct link in, the, in today's show notes for this episode. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. I love this idea of obsession with Jesus. I truly want my life to be enunciated and defined by Jesus Christ. In fact, the whole purpose of this podcast and the Deeper Christian website is to do just that thing. It's to help equip you, to help you pursue Jesus, to be obsessed with him, to grow in intimacy, and to build your life entirely around him. So if you're ever wanting some resources and articles and it helps to help you do that very thing, I would encourage you to check out deeperchristian.com. Now for show notes of this episode, including a link to the full-length sermon of Art Katz, as well as other great resources and articles, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 30 for episode number 30. Now until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.